my spiritual daughter, I started with three statements, and I want to reiterate it. It will help us in relating with people. These three statements will help us, everyone, most especially the married people. The married people, this will help you a lot. Number one, when you speak, speak without being offensive. Speak without being offensive. Don't speak with the intention of hurting somebody else. Are you getting it? Don't have at the back of your mind that I want to really hurt him. You know, some of us, we, when we are speaking, you really want the person to feel it. Even parents, when we are talking to our children, you want to talk them to that, they can cry. No good. Speak without being offensive. Number two, listen without being defensive. When you are discussing with people or at work or anywhere, your colleagues, even parents to their children, stop being defensive. The moment the person is talking, you are not even allowing them to talk. You are preparing in your mind the response to defend yourself so you are not hearing. So, listening without being defensive. Number three is, and I said that there are a little bit of emphasis on it. If you are discussing with somebody, even if there is no resolution, make sure you leave your opponent with their dignity. Make sure you leave your opponent with their dignity, even when there is no resolution. Even when there is no, when there's no resolving of the issues. Let the person still go away with their dignity. If you have listened effectively and you have done everything, there is no way you will leave your uh, opponent in tatters. I'm saying this, there are so many things that happens in the world nowadays, and we just need to be careful. We just need to be careful. Let, don't let us be speaking to run somebody down. Don't let us be speaking to make sure the other person really feel I have talked to him. You know, in my language, they say, I will talk to him if we know I talk to him. <laughs> yeah, I, I would deal. I would, no, you don't need to beat some people the word you talk. You know, when I was young, if you beat me, I would be happy than for you to talk to me. If you talk to me, I can be in tears for days. I, I will be remembering it. Hallelujah. Mercy will keep you in Jesus' name. Let's open our Bible to the book of Luke chapter 10, from verse 30 to 36. My spiritual father has a special program they run, that he, he runs in Abekuta from first of the month of August to the 7th. And they call it Mercy Week. Mercy Week is 1st of August to the 7th of August. I'll be ministering along with him this year. So please pray along with us. Hallelujah. At the point I will send the flyer to us. We can invite any of our family members that are around Lagos, Abekuta, or thereabout that can attend. Last year I was, I was there ministering along with him. It was very good. Hallelujah. And Jesus answering said, a certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed leaving him half dead. 
For those who were in, said to me, oh Lord, on Tuesday, that is what we talk about. And in my thought, loud, out loud, and I want all everybody in the church to pray along with me, I may change the set to me, oh Lord, to a Saturday program. But pray along with me. I'm, I'm trusting God to get a good answer from God. I want to make it a major broad program once a month on a Saturday. Hallelujah. Amen. I will, I will let you know. And if any of you receive any inspiration about it, please let me know. And by chance, there came down a certain priest that way. When he saw him, he passed by on the other side. 32. And likewise, a Levite, and when he was at the place, and came and looked on him, and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion on him, and went to him, and bound up his wound, pouring in oil and wine, and set him on his beast, and brought him to an inn, and took care of him. And on the morrow, when he departed, he took two pieces, two, two out two pence, and gave them to the to whosoever no, to the host, and said unto him, Take care of him, and whatsoever thou spend more, when I come again, I will repay thee. Which now of these three thinkest thou was his neighbor? Was neighbor unto him that fell among thieves. Father in heaven, we ask for your grace. The journey of life that your children are on, the journey to feed their family, the journey to settle their life. Oh God, every armed robbers on the way, every enemies on the way, every attackers of destiny on the way, Lord, we cancel it today in the name of Jesus. As any of us fell on our journey, as any of us been attacked on our journey, we ask mercy of God to restore us today in the name of Jesus. We ask for the help of Jehovah to take over our situation and give us full restoration today in the name of Jesus. Thank you, mighty Father. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. I pray for you, your voice will speak louder than the voice of your enemy. God will give you a voice that drowns the voice of your enemy in the name of Jesus. The grace to be above only, heaven will give to you today in the name of Jesus. When they are talking in your village, your voice will be louder than them. Your destiny will be over than the destiny of the enemy in the name of Jesus. When you're in your career, you will be reckoned with her in the name of Jesus. In whatever business you are doing, God will give you a voice. Mercy will give you a voice in the name of Jesus. Now listen, when the Bible said go down, there are two ways to look at it. At times people say it is not, ge it's ge it's not geographical. But we are looking at it from the spiritual. Normally Jerusalem is at the top. Jericho is at the bottom. So if you go into Jerusalem today, it's, in the, it's a city on the top of the hill and Jericho is at that. But it, God could have, the Bible could have just write it that it goes from A to B and not Dan. Because when the Bible was talking of Isaac, God told Isaac, eh, 
do not go down to Egypt. Hallelujah. So whenever there is a down, it is associated with something negative. But I pray for you, anywhere you go today, anywhere you have been going that it look like a down in your destiny, may heaven restore you today in the name of Jesus. May Jehovah be over you in the name of Jesus. Can I pray for somebody who made a wrong decision? That wrong decision, heaven will restore you today in the name of Jesus. The decision you took 10 years ago, 7 years ago, that stole 3 or 4 years out of your life, heaven will restore you today in the name of Jesus. Whenever we go down, we lose some stuff. You may lose stuff. You may lose treasures. You may lose time. You may lose opportunity. You may lose life and loss at times in the process of going down. In the process of going down, I pray for you. May heaven restore you today in the name of Jesus. Anytime you go to Jericho from the perspective of the Bible, you go to a place where you're supposed not to be. Hallelujah. I see heaven helping somebody today. I pray I'll be able to preach this message. I'm, I'm seeing a lot of things and I know God. We said to somebody today, in the name of Jesus, anything that left you three years ago, and you are still checking for it, you are still looking for it. Today, receive it back in the name of Jesus. That thing that departed you three years ago, receive it back today in the name of Jesus. That thing that was stolen away from you, that thing that was taken away from you three years ago, receive it back today with interest in the name of Jesus. Anytime you go to Jericho, you start eating what you're supposed not to eat. Anytime you go to Jericho, robbers will attack. You will visit those you're supposed not to visit. Anytime you go to Jericho, demonic spirits are released. Demonic spirits will begin to attack. Now let's look at, I, 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 there's a point I want to reach today. What are the things that take you to Jericho? What are the things that actually take you to Jericho? Youth, I want you to take note of some of this. What are the things? Number one is parental sin. At times we find ourselves in Jericho because our parents are messed up. Your parents, they are diabolical. Your parents go from here to there. Your parents were involved in occultic practicing. Whether it is mom, whether it is dad, he make you go down. He make you lose things, you lose destiny. Many of us were born on altars. Hallelujah. If I can remember clearly, I think one of us was born in a family where they have to leave you on the grave and pick you up in the morning. If you are still alive, then you are their true son. Imagine living a, 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 a child that is not yet eight years, eight days on the grave for the whole night. Hallelujah. Do you know the dem demonic spirit that operates in the grave? Do you know the demonic spirit that operates in the middle of the night? And they will leave a little child there. But I hear the word of the Lord. Every spirit, evil spirit that you acquire when you are young, it leaves you right now in the name of Jesus. Every spirit stealing from you, it leaves you right now in the name of Jesus. 
Can you give me a little bit of power on my mic, please? So the first one is parental issues, parental challenges, parental, parental effect that has issues on you. Hallelujah. Number two is personal sin. Your personal sin can take you to Jericho. Your personal sin can take you down. Number one is sexual issues, sexual exchanges, bondage. Anybody you sleep with, you take 50% of their issues. Hallelujah. So anybody who has had multiple partners had multiple issues. Multiple partners, multiple issues. Now that's why I pity those who are married. You already acquire enough before you marry and you are still having extramarital affairs. You know, both men and women are not taking responsibility. Oh, it's because my wife does this. It's because my husband does this. Man, whatever you do, you know something has dropped on you. You know issues are left in your life. So sexual exchanges cause issues in our life. Number two, abortion. I'm, I'm still dealing with personal sins. Personal sin, abortion. Abortion is taking of life. Hallelujah. I'm not talking about much about it today, but I want you to know prevention is better than cure. If you are prevented and life has not formed, that is good. But every abortion takes us down. Abortion is seen as killing. Abortion is taking away of life. Hallelujah. Abortion, I can take even divorce as an abortion. Hallelujah. Because you aborted the process of God. Marriage was instituted by God. It was the first institution of God. So, uh, the divorce is another issue. Because in the process of, each, of divorce, there are bitterness, there are anger, there are unresolved issues. There are, there, there are somebody speaking against you midnight, day, night, and and morning, but hear the word of the Lord. Heaven will support you today in the name of Jesus. The over will defend you, heaven will surrender you. God will raise angels to protect you today in the name of Jesus. Number three, other that we have dysfunctional family, dysfunctional family also days. Father is doing something different, mother is doing something different. The children are not in alignment with the parents. They are all dysfunctional. And it takes us down. We lose things because we are not in togetherness. We are not in one spirit. We are not in one mind. Prayers are not answered because uh, there's dysfunctional family there. Hallelujah. Because in all this, it's like Joseph Cloak in the house of Potiphar's wife. When Joseph, when Joseph ran away, 41st wife held on to his clothes. So there's something always left behind as evidence. Hallelujah. Nobody saw Joseph and 45. But when he said, see, this is a, see the boy you brought. See the foreign boy you brought to my house. See the clothes. See, see his rapper. The Bible says, the moment they, they, they saw the rapper, he was angry. He said, ah, with all I've done for you, you, are, you still want to take my wife with it. You leave something behind. 
There's also the story of Judah and his uh, daughter-in-law. When Judah slept with his daughter-in-law, uh, when he was going, he said, what will you give me for what you have done? How many of us remember that story? He said, what will you give me for what you have done? He gave him his signet ring. He gave him his apache. And when the woman was pregnant, and they said, uh, when Judah had, he said, go and kill her. Go and destroy her. And the woman said, you left something behind. You didn't go clean. He said, who owns this? Who owns this? Judah said, this lady is even better than I am. So in all this, you leave something behind that drag you down. Number three, number one, I said parental sin. Number two, personal sin. Number three, personal slothfulness. Personal slothfulness. Slothfulness. What are the, what are the things like procrastination? Procrastination. I will do it tomorrow. I will apply for the job tomorrow. I will do the interview tomorrow. I will write my personal statement tomorrow. Oh, I will date that girl tomorrow. Break it. Have you seen people who want to date the girl tomorrow? And somebody has come in. Huh? Sulu. You snooze, you lose. Ah, that's a good one. You snooze, you lose. The guy is waiting. You know, <laughs> procrastinate. I will date her tomorrow. I will talk to her tomorrow. Your friend will just call me. I said, ah, but I'll be, it's my friend. I've been dating. He said, no, but you didn't talk. <laughs> but I will lie. He said, it has happened to him. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hey, hey. Thank God you are married now, so I can give that example. When he finally showed up, the guy said, but you didn't tell me you love me. Hallelujah. Personal slothfulness. Hallelujah. I'm not talking about relationship alone. I'm talking about everything. Many of us here procrastinate. I will do it tomorrow. Many of you, some grace you're supposed to have. You are not receiving it. I will join choir tomorrow. I will serve in the church tomorrow. I will learn to play the drum tomorrow. You keep on procrastinating. There are things God will look at to bless you. But I'm not talking about that. Number two is laziness. Some of us are just lazy. Husband drag you, you didn't do. Children, even are dragging you, are not doing. Wife are dragging you, you are not doing. Some are just lazy. I don't know how a man can sleep the whole day. I don't know if I, I don't know how a man can sleep the whole night. Talk less of the whole day. What kind of sleep are you sleeping? Are you sleeping for competition? Huh? Sleep and talk. <laughs> Laziness. Me and my spiritual brother were talking one day when he was there before he left. He said, poverty is a choice. Poverty is a choice. When you do, when you are lazy, you will end up as a poor man. Hallelujah. This is a country that allows you to do multiple jobs. This is a country that allows you to source income in multiple ways. Hallelujah. So you have no excuse to be poor. 
You know what I want to go and learn? I was telling somebody I want to go and learn something. They were all laughing at me. Don't worry. I'll soon graduate. I want to go and learn plumbing. That is one of the handwork that has much money than anyone. Plumbing. You know another one? Plastering. Plasterers. You know, most of those handwork cannot plaster. Is that, is that another English? Some of you are looking at me. You don't even know what plaster. <laughs> I told Riley, for it to be smooth, they are, they are less than 2% of the workmen in UK who can do proper plastering. But those who do it is like they come with a cause. I have one who can do excellent one. He can smoke weed from now to next year and smoke it for competition. But if you do a plaster for you, it will smooth from here to anywhere. But if you get him to work for you, the work somebody else will do for two hours, he will spend six days. And he's my son. I call him son. Everybody know. I will just drop the key for him. He will come in the middle of the night. During the day, we will, will call him everywhere. We do nothing. Slothfulness. Look at what Isaiah 42, 24 says. Am I talking to anybody? Hey, hey. Am I talking to anybody? Please, we need to help ourselves. This church, we cannot afford to be poor. Hallelujah. Isaiah 42, 24, he said, Who gave Jacob for his spoil? And Israel to the robbers. Did not the God, he against whom he, we have sinned, for they would not walk in his way. Neither were they obedient unto his law. Disobedience is one of it. Hallelujah. So they, you, when you are slothful, you will, you will be disobedient. Some of you even disobey your own law. I, I thank God some people are knocking here agree with me. How many of you disobey your alarm? Who set the alarm? So why do you disobey it? Some of you have broken your phone because you want to disobey alarm. You just take the phone, throw away this phone. That's why some of you buy charging cord every time. Because <laughs> the process of using your hand to off it. I'm talking some people, I'm talking truth to some people. Eh? Number four, walking in the dark. When you walk in the dark, what I mean by walking in the dark, you are doing shady things. You are doing shady things. That's walking in the dark. Hiding information from wife, from husband, from children. Why must you receive phone call outside if it's a genuine call? Somebody called you. Hello, hold on, hold on. You run out. One day you will fall at the step. It's working in it's a shady issues. Hallelujah. Walking in the dark, doing shady things. How many of you still visit clubhouse? You? 
or use bed, flog you out of the clubhouse. And why don't they do club? Do, you see, they will do club in the corner. They do in the middle of the night. What time do they, those of you have been there, what time do you people listen? 11. Who has high level? <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> 11. When everybody is sleeping, they will sleep like others and sneak out of the bed. What time do you be, do they close? Mama, what time do you close? <laughs> Hallelujah. They sneak in before you wake up. And then the time they're supposed to do proper thing for their life, they are now sleeping. Walking in the dark. I pray for you. Anything shady that is taking away your time, your destiny, your purpose, may I remove it today in the name of Jesus. The next one is blame game. That's number five. Many are not moving forward and you are going down to Jericho and these are the things because of blame game. It is my wife. It is my husband. If not for the children God gave to me, I will be better than this. Oh, it is this job. And when you are praying for that job, God gave you the job, it became an, an excuse. I have, if, if not for the ordination they ordained me, I'll be serving God more. Ordination is to help you to serve better. Hallelujah. Blame game. When you blame, when you go into blame game, it separates you from God. Then you are filled up with bitterness. When you are not taking responsibility for your action, you are filled up with bitterness. Uh, every time it is somebody. Oh, why are you late? The children didn't wake up on time. Why are you, why, why, why are you late? Uh, I came back from work late yesterday. Why are you late? Uh, I was trying to warm the soup so that the soup doesn't go off. Hallelujah. You know, because, let's say, can I talk to people who work night? And I, I, I appreciate you so much. For somebody to walk night and still make it to church. I appreciate you. See, honestly, sincerely, I appreciate you. If you sleep on your bed, nobody will force you to church. But still, push yourself harder. Get to that church on time. Because you don't know when the angel will show up on, on, at the beginning of the service. And drop what you have been praying for. When black game come in, it destroys things. It destroys things. Let's beg our children. Let's help them to stop blame game. Blame game. I was talking to somebody in church. Uh, why are you not in choir practice? He said, but others, uh, others are not yet there in church. I said, but all of you agree. He said, all, those, all of us that agree. Not everybody is there. I, 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 when I dropped the phone, I was laughing. You know why I was laughing? He has an excuse for everything. But the thing is, why not you be the first one to be there? Uh, I'm not a choir, but I fight every Sunday morning in my house to drive out by latest 8.15 so that I will be by the door open and everybody can be coming. So I take my bath early. I begin to... There's, 
there's a chairman in my house. You have to wake him like six times. When I read this phone, if he managed to pick up, when he pick up, come and bap. I am coming, daddy, I'm coming, I'm coming, daddy. I'm on my way now. In another 15 minutes, chairman, have you bam? Ah, daddy, <laughs> I'm coming now. And those are the men who bap like women. When you finish bapping, you need another 25 minutes to dress up for a man. Maybe he's doing makeup, I don't even know. Hallelujah. Blame game. Let's stop it. What are the seven, let me pick, tell you seven things. And now we start to pray. Seven things that the demonic spirit does to you. When you allow those five things I've mentioned, you, uh, let's quickly go through that five things. Let me be like a teacher to you. What is number one? Parental say Number two? Personal sin. Number three, personal slothfulness. That is procrastination and laziness. Number four, no, no laziness is part of personal slothfulness. Working in the dark is number four. And number five, blame game. Now let's look at seven things that the money spirit can do to you. Number one, it will steal your spirit. Your destiny, will, you, you be, it, it make your spirit to be stagnant. Stillness. Nothing. Nothing holding you up again. You, you, how many people have met people that everything, they want to do everything at their own time. Even food, does not, they don't hold you. you. You will get them to the table for long, so long. Even when get, they get to that table, then they will start arranging this. The fork and the knife. You know, they, they just take time to do so stillness they don't, so there's an activity no productivity the definition of my own productivity from economic base is when things are produced at the right time when you produce something at the wrong time it's useless are you getting me it's useless so stillness what this evil spirit demonic spirit is not you do activities, no productivity. You help everybody, you don't help yourself. You are always busy. Hallelujah. Thank God for our resident pastor. Before, he helps every woman carry their bag, push their buggy. So, I know it's a preparation. But at that time, thank God, God rescued him. Imagine he's still pushing buggy for her. Huh? Hallelujah. But now, I, I, I love the way he carries his wife's bag. He carries with style. He carries with style. And the wife will say, honey, ah, or whatever he call, honey, you have not packed everything. He'll go back and pick the rest. <laughs> Hallelujah. I pray to do it too. It's the best thing. Because what we fight for, Baraki, is when the woman left the thing behind. We start shouting on them. If we have carried it, if your wife is getting you late to church, carry all the pancake, foundation, everything. Put it in the car. Just say, honey, I've moved the dressing table to the car. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Hallelujah. Just move the, uh, your, your boot is big. Move the dressing table to the boot. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What I'm saying is activity without productivity happens to many of us. We are busy 
doing nothing. Busy running around doing nothing. And nothing is moving forward. Number two, what does the demonic spirit do to us? It's nakedness. It takes away your dignity. It takes away your mantle. And when mantle or dignity is taken, what happens? There is shame. There is reproach. Coffins are gone. When you look at the scripture of Walidi, it said, when they saw the man, they beat him and they naked him. So number two is nakedness. I'm careful of time. Number three is wretchedness. Wretchedness. They took away everything. What the demonic interest is interested in is to take away everything from you. And that is why family, when a child is misbehaving, deal with the spirit behind the child. When an husband is misbehaving, deal with, deal with the spirit behind it. When a wife is misbehaving, deal with the spirit. Hallelujah. You don't say because the, the bath water for the baby is dirty. You throw away the baby and the water. You throw away just the water and you rescue the child and get a new water. Okay? So when wretchedness comes, prosperity is gone. Number four, woundedness. What does it mean? How does the demon wound you? It wounds your health. It wounds your head. It brings diseases. It brings depression. It brings loneliness. That's woundedness. It wounds you. The Bible says they wound him and they left him alone there. One of the biggest threats of the enemy is to make you hate those that love you. When you are doing it, everybody is against you. Hallelujah. Have you not seen women who will gather everybody against to go against their husband or the other side? In fact, men are worse. They will finish their wife in the pub. Men, can you listen to me? Those, those big yans out there, those small legs out there, they will only produce the five percent that your husband is not, that your wife is not giving. The ninety-five percent that your wife is producing, they are not going to give you. Because you see, the devil blind our eyes. We don't see the ninety-five the wife is doing. We place emphasis on the five percent that they are not doing. Eh? You do, you've been chopping okra. Across, is it across soup they call it? Okra that pan head. Is it across? Is it called that? You've been you've been eating that for fifteen years. No complaint. You know this. You marry her. She doesn't know how to do fried rice. Anytime she does fried rice, it's concussion rice you are eating. <laughs> and now you are now complaining about the fried rice, and you forgot the. The okra that you crave for every time you ask for it is like this. Even if she sleeps, she will do it well. But you know she cannot do fried rice. She was, not, she was born in the village, bred up in the village. The only rice my mother called fried rice is concussion. You know, you know what they do at all? The soup where it cannot fill, it, cannot fill up everybody. 
when the soup is about to finish and it cannot reach everybody, they will not pour water, pour rice. That's our fried rice. Is, is that your love? So which one is fried? Hallelujah. Number four, number five, deadness life. Deadness life, when you are half dead. Those who are half dead are either dead physically or spiritually, or they are contemplating suicide every minute. So if the devil has dealt with somebody, he will be contemplating suicide every minute. Number six, loneliness. Loneliness, people without helper. When I'm talking about loneliness, I'm talking to even people can be married and be lonely. People can be single and be lonely. People, there can be people in this church that are lonely. They are just in this church, Lord, the pastor will not talk, but they still feel everybody in the church hates them. Nobody hates you. If you have that feeling, nobody hates If I can I shock you, 80% of these people in this church don't even have enough time for themselves than to add 80 you to their job description. Hallelujah. Do you know to eight people is diff- it's difficult? It's a lot of work. Oh. Everything. The moment you show up, you're, you're angry with everybody. You, you, can, you can be talking fluently and the person you wait show up and you begin to stammer. Because you just, it takes it take a lot of effort. Why do you have to hate somebody? Anybody who hates anybody in this church, come and let's lay hands on you. You need to get, that is what is draining your energy away. Hallelujah. So, number six, loneliness. So people can be lonely. Loneliness can be losing of helpers, losing of partners. Hallelujah. Losing of helpers, losing of partners. Hallelujah. Divorce can also lead to loneliness. Some divorce, some divorce are God orchestrated to deliver somebody out. Hallelujah. But some divorce, have you seen some divorce? I mean, hard, don't say sin. We are husband and wife, never planned that divorce. Something just triggered in the middle of the day, in the middle of the night, and boom, divorce. I'm not talking of those who marry for 48 hours. So those who are before they marry, they are already planning the divorce. Hallelujah. No, no, some of them plan the divorce before they even get married. Yeah. So, but there are some divorces just come from the blues. And you discover they will separate, but they are still together, but they are still alone. God will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, I was talking to somebody. I'm not going to tell you when I was talking to the person. I said some people will divorce. <laughs> they will divorce. They will remarry. The husband that left will not leave. Only they will divorce. The husband will not leave. When anything is spoiling the house, it is the ex-husband they will call. Hey, uh, Bolu. <laughs> Bolu, the boiler breaks. He said, I'm coming out. <laughs> he will come. <laughs> I start fixing boiler. How does that The light trip. We don't know what to do. Uh, let's call Bolu. Uh, Bolu will stick up. <laughs> I knew one. It was on the paper. After some time, the new husband just said, just marry yourself. You have not even left him. He said, 
the guy, the guy make the new husband his best friend, and they were going to pop together. You know, Yibo? Hallelujah. May mercy deliver somebody today. Am I talking to anybody today? Or am I the only one on this boat? Hallelujah. The last one, defilement. Defilement. What the devil does is to defile you. He makes you unworthy. He makes you unfit for anything. You begin to see negative in everything. Hallelujah. You become defiled. You become unwanted. You become somebody that nothing seems to interest you again. That is the intention of the enemy to defile you. Hallelujah. But there's a process to restoration. Process to restoration. Hallelujah. Exodus 22, 7 to 8. And we pray after this. I think I'm working good with time today. I have just four minutes and I'll close. Exodus 22, 7 and 8. If a man shall deliver unto his neighbor money or stuff to keep, and it be stolen out of the man's house, if the thief be found, let him pay double. That means you keep your money with your friend. You keep your wife with your friend. If that is possible. Eh? If he be found, let him pay up. But let's look at it. If the thief be not found, then the master of the house shall be brought unto the judge to see whatever he has put his hand unto his neighbor's good. Here is this. Let me just explain it. A very simple, simple way to you. The Bible says responsibility is on you. <laughs> Let me come downstairs. All these boys that want me to start on the altar to preach. It's not comfortable. Hallelujah. The responsibility of your life, that is, is on you, sir. How you have managed mommy for all this long, sir. It's your responsibility. Eh? Whatever they say in church, whether pastor preach or you are still the master of the house. Hallelujah. It is your responsibility. Your life. Church, listen to me. Your life is your responsibility. If you fail, blame yourself first. You cannot afford to blame anybody for your life. And if you will take only that word away from here, it will help you. My husband didn't help me. No. My wife didn't help me. No. What have you done to help your life? Oh, my mom didn't tell me where. Some people were born without mom and dad. And they still succeed. Hallelujah. Oh, it's because my parents were divorced. <laughs> what of the abandoned kids? Hallelujah. You have no single excuse. The path to restoration is for you to borrow yourself brain and say something must be different about me. Number one is to say, no, I cannot afford to fail. 
That's the number four step. You say, I cannot afford to fail. If I fail, I fail generations to come. Hallelujah. The question is, I was raised by a poor dad. My children must be raised by a rich dad. What it means is, then I have to be rich. Do we get it? I was raised by a responsible mother. Then my children must be raised by a responsible mother. What it means is, I have to change myself. I will get in it. I was raised by an educated parent. That means my children must be raised by educated parents. So I have to work on myself. So if I'm not educated, I don't expect my children to be educated. Let me raise, let me work on myself. Church, many of us are using London as an excuse. And that is why our failure is so big. Because chicken and chip is cheap. Food is food, good food is not cheap. Rubbish food is cheap, and we are not adding value to ourselves. If you will not go down to Egypt on daily basis, you must add value to yourself. On weekly basis, you must add value to yourself. On monthly basis, you must add value to yourself. On yearly basis, you must add value to yourself. The question is there if there is an audit of your life today, in the last one year, what value have you had to yourself? In the last one year, you wake up, you eat, you sleep. You wake up, you eat, you sleep. No value. And then you are looking at all this youth that we call our children. And the ones that are there, what example are you laying for them to follow? Going down to eat it is about yourself. It's about the decision you take. It's about what is to happen tomorrow. But listen, generation will query your life. Let me ask you. Is your dad not doing some things that you don't like? What of mommy? Do you allow that to delay your life? If you fail in London, will any body flog that dear mommy? Who will they flog? Children, do you get what I was asking long ago? Eh? Do you get what I say? Let me ask you, my dear children. Is mommy and daddy doing some things you don't like? Don't tell me what it is. Do you like everything mommy and daddy is doing? You don't like some of them. Okay. So, who is to be responsible for your own life? Huh? You. You understand that? So you're going to school, whose responsibility? You're listening to teacher, whose responsibility? You. Eh? Mr. Olubumi, Mrs. Olubumi, is that responsible to buy your uniform? Give you money for food? But who is to listen to teacher? Who is to do homework? Who is to get ready on time to go to school? At a point, listen, as little as that girl is, she will have nobody to blame except herself. But at a point, <laughs> listen, I've seen so many useless father and mother combined. 
in UK. So many useless father. I've seen when I was teaching, there was a young girl who was given the authority to collect the government money for the parent. So he has to buy them a colleague before both father and mother are a colleague. So she became a colleague herself. If she didn't buy them, they are called, they will beat her. When they are drunk in the pub, they will go and call the girl to come and carry the mom or dad. So she will have no uniform to come because they will trade the uniform for drugs. So at a point when she was in year 10 in school, the school was buying her uniform. If she go with uniform, she will not come back with uniform tomorrow. So they kept her uniform in school. She will come to school very early by seven in tatters clothes. Take her shower in school, change in school. There's, a, there's always a washing machine in the home study. She will, she will wash her uniform there. I only there. And can I tell you, she's a graduate now. There are some of our parents that are not as worse as that, and we are not taking a step. Your life is your responsibility. Hallelujah. Don't blame pastor. I'm telling you the truth. I'm not one of the responsible pastors. But I know there are so many responsible pastors who say God will do it. If you don't do it, God will not bless you. God will only bless what you have done. He said God will bless the work of your hand. So if there's nothing in your hand, there's nothing for God to bless. God does not bless dough. Uh, what is it dough? What they call it? It blesses the work of your hands. Raise your children that you will be proud of them. Raise your home in the way you will be proud. Be a daily learner. Improve yourself every day, every second. You parent, learn. If any child does not learn in my house, he's just a complete moron himself. I'm still studying at my age. My wife is still in school. We did one exam last week. She did it, not we. Last week, everybody, everybody was sweating around the house. She, the boys are doing the exam. Well, I must not fail. No. So how will a child not study in the house? Now, can, I, can I tell you the irony of me? We still have one or two of our children who are not doing proper studies. Why am I saying? Hold your life. Judges 6.12. I'm not sure whether that is. Give me Judges 6.12. I think it should be. He said, I hold my life in my own hand. And that is what we pray. Am I talking to anybody today? Am I too loud? Judges 12, 3. Everybody, let's rest on our feet and pray. My brother, the Lord bless you. It's been a long time. I still remember you very well. Judges 12, 3. He said, look at this, everybody. Let's just all read it together. We can all read. When and when...
he said, when, you did not, when nobody was helping me, he said, I put my own life in my hand. And he said, then God helped me. I want you to pray. Somebody made a quiz this week. There will be a big testimony coming to somebody there. But I want you to pray, Lord, do something new in my life. I am ready for my next level. Just pray for yourself. Lord, I am ready for my next level. I am not blaming anybody. I don't even need anybody's help, oh God. But Lord, I need your help. Help me, oh God. Do something new in my... Just pray for yourself. Huh? I want you to pray. Lord, help me, oh God. It is no more about myself, my, cho- my children. It is not about my husband. It is not about my wife. Huh? Lord, I put my life in your hands, oh God. Help me, oh God. Help me. I need your help, oh God. Talk to God this morning. Talk to God. I can't. I cannot go down to Jericho. I cannot go down again. I don't want to be naked. I don't want to be empty. Help me, oh God. Help me, oh God. Don't talk to God. My parents, they've done what they can. My life is in my hand, Lord. They've done what they can. I think what they have done is enough for me to take a shot. Lord, help me today. Help me, oh God. Just talk to God. In the process, can you say, Lord, forgive me anywhere I've fallen short. Anywhere I've been blaming people and I've not taken responsibility. Where I suppose to have done something and I've not done it, Lord, help me today. Just add, talk to God. Talk to God. Whatever I'm supposed to have done that I have not done, Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Help me, O God. Lord, it's about me, O God. I want to be productive. I want to move on with, I want to do something good with my life. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Can we pray for marriages that are shaking? Yours may be shaking. Pray for marriages that are shaking. It may be foundational issue. It may be the problem of the parent that causes it because there's not been a strong foundation. Lord, oh God, help, oh God. Help, oh God. Help, help, oh God. Just pray for that. Lord, we ask for help. In Jesus' name we pray. Let's raise up our right hand to the Lord. Say with me, God, I come to you today. I surrender all. I am not happy with the level I am. Oh God, help me. Take me higher. Let things be easy for me. As I begin to do things for myself, Lord, release blessing from above. Release open door. Lord, I promise you, I will not waste another opportunity. Every opportunity that comes, Lord, give me the grace to embrace it. Open your mouth and pray for yourself.
In Jesus' majestic name we pray. Our Lord and our Father, we lift up everybody here. Do a good thing among us, O oh God. Raise and help us, Lord. Let our life be easy. And let things begin to work for us, O oh God. Lord, let testimony follow our life. In Jesus' majestic name we pray. Let's put hands together for Jesus. Our God is good. Our God is good. Amen. Let's be.